0: Hi there, and welcome to the 26th episode of Breaking Free Podcast, A Body, Mind, Spirit Approach to Mental Health. I'm your host, Summer sites And today I'm super excited to have a special guest, Camilla Brit- Camelia Britton. Uh, she's a friend of mine and just an awesome um, mindset and business coach. So go ahead and say hello there. Hi, it's me. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, and I want to tell you guys a little bit about um, why I invited Camelia to the to the uh, podcast today. She um, is someone that I met also doing mindset work and and, um, some trainings together. And um, I've just been really impressed, Camellia, with your your work online with women, particularly lately around um, breast cancer awareness and mental health. Camellia is a a survivor of breast cancer, and it is um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month as well as Mental Health Awareness Month. And I couldn't think of a better guest to have than you um, because I feel like you've kind of battled through both.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And definitely. And it's kind of an ongoing battle. And I think a lot of people um, don't understand that as well. I think whenever you have cancer, um, even when you're in remission, which I now am, thank goodness, um, even when you do get into remission, there is so much, there's so much around life after cancer that is not as understood, I think, to, you know, other people. They think, oh, my gosh, aren't you so happy? Yay, you know, you're done. And, and, yes, absolutely, I'm so happy to be in remission and healthy again. And I'm so happy to be done with chemo and surgeries and radiation and all those things. I'm so grateful. But at the same time, there's just a whole other level that happens um in the whole life after cancer, it's completely changed. You're just not the same person and it's very interesting to navigate. So I think they go hand in hand very much. So
0: it really reminds me of my mental health work with people because just because somebody maybe is not depressed or anxious now, uh, that doesn't mean that they can't have relapses into that. Um, it's an everyday taking care of their mental health as well. So I think that it's similar. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that I'm sure that it just brought a great awareness of the importance of health as well as mental health. And particularly today, we're going to talk about the power of gratitude. Now, that's today's topic. And I wanted to, um, again, I just wanted to give you a second, Camellia, to, to tell everybody else a little bit kind of what you do. Um, you have, I met you because you were an amazing Instagrammer, and this was kind of in the midst of your cancer battle, but you have uh, the Hackerette was kind of your, your name, and you did a lot of travel, wellness. Um, You know, sharing online, she's quite the uh, influencer online as far as an Instagrammer. And you also help teach people about how to bring their voice into the world, which is awesome, Um, and and coach them in that because everybody has a story to share. And I think it's awesome that you're helping other people to do the same. But maybe you could tell a little bit about what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I started out, I was,
1: I was a nurse. Then I turned to being a travel blogger because I love to travel. And then I, you know, started working with brands and became an influencer. And then people started asking me, you know, how to do that. So I started teaching people how to use the power of Instagram. And that has now turned into helping people brand themselves as a personal brand online to, you know, either create their own business or to really you know, go into a deeper level in the business that they already have by really connecting with their story. Like you said, putting their voice in the world and just really coming through really authentically to them. And that's really what what is needed in this world right now. And it also just feels better as an entrepreneur to come forth super authentically and share your story and be able to connect with people and serve them on such a deeper level. So I definitely help people. I empower, you know, entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs even to basically grow a profitable personal brand online through their really authentic story and just sharing their gifts. And I'm so grateful that I'm able to do that.
0: So powerful. In fact, Camilla actually helped me get my first Instagram up. <laughs> and when I met you, I hadn't considered, and now actually, you know, of, of some people here that actually are following my Instagram, and I just hadn't never used Instagram as a medium. I had used Facebook. I had started uh, my podcast at that point already, but I hadn't really, uh, Instagram was really scary to me because I didn't really know how to use the medium. Um, and I, I, you just kind of encouraged me uh, we did a few co- coaching sessions and you just kind of showed me the, the, uh, ropes of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just kind of got going and I took a little break cause I had some other projects going, but I had, uh, but it really did just get my foot in the door. And that's the thing I learned from you as well is just that importance of voice mm-hmm. um, and being clear on what I'm trying to say and make it, um, hopefully clear and uh, relatable you know, mm-hmm. to everyone. yeah, absolutely, Get out of my clinical head, right? Um, <laughs> absolutely. And there was some things that you really helped me with too. So I absolutely recommend Camellia to everyone. I think she's great at that, especially for those of you who are struggling to, you know, get over your fear of technology. Cause I think that's common for many of us. We have a story. We're just not really sure how to get it out there. And she's great at that. So, well, let's dive in a little bit into this topic today of gratitude. And one of the things I wanted to just I want to have them here mostly from you, but I wanted to tell about how I met you and why I chose you today to talk on gratitude. Um so when Camille and I met, we we were just at this conference together and we hadn't really everyone hadn't had a chance to really talk to each other, but it was a small group of about five or six uh people. And so we re- we really did get to know each other well that that weekend in, in San Diego. And she um she and I were in the bathroom together and I had no idea that she was in the midst of her cancer battle at that time. And I was just in the bathroom, you know, getting fixed up in between, you know, uh, sessions that we were running and I was complaining about my hair. So I was looking in the mirror and I'm like, oh, my hair, it looks so terrible. And Camilla said this very kindly, but you just said, um, you know, don't ever complain about your hair. <laughs> and you kind of said it with a smile. And I, I looked, and I, when I came back into the room, I kind of thought that's a weird comment, right? And then when I came and I sat back in the room and I really looked at you, I realized that that you were wearing a wig. Mm-hmm. And as I sat there and I brought that in, I, I, kind of made a promise to myself that every time I ever in the future looked at my hair or complained about it, I would think about you and I would say, I'm just grateful that ha- that I have hair. Mm-hmm. And it really <laughs> changed my perspective on the things that I was complaining about, right? Um, you know, that I have my health, that I have, you know, my hair, you know, that I have, and these are just external things, but there's so many things that we take for granted. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes an illness really brings that forward. So I was wondering if you could tell a little bit about how, you know, gratitude has helped you, um, with your, your battle plural. Right.
1: Oh yeah, so much. I mean, I, you know, went from, for first of all, I was, you know, at the peak of my life when I got diagnosed, I was, you know, had quit my nursing job. I was a full-time travel blogger, living the dream, flying to a new country once a month. You know, I went from the balanced freedom of creating my dream life, working online from anywhere, the Maldives, Bora Bora, wherever, um, to the ultimate restriction of a cancer diagnosis and being you know, with multiple surgeries and chemo, and there's no more restriction than that, right? So my time was no longer my own. It was just my world was flipped upside down overnight, and it was extremely difficult, you know, and we talk about hair. I was actually an Herbal Essences brand
0: ambassador, <laughs> which is, right. you know. He has and- gorgeous, beautiful blonde hair, like, soft <laughs> <pictures>.
1: yes, yes. <laughs> right? I had long blonde hair, all natural, no extensions down to my waist. And I was basically a hair model, you know, for herbal essences. And then all of a sudden I was going to lose it all and be bald and talk about a, just a whole and complete life change. And so, you know, there was lots of shock, lots of transition, a lot of just how did this happen? You know, I was the girl who went to meditation retreats and drank green smoothies every morning. So I don't know how this happened. And the cancer that I was diagnosed with is called triple negative breast cancer. And there's no known cause for this cancer. They have no idea why it's caused or what is the root. So I was just left not knowing. And I still I still don't know. I still don't know what caused it. And so that's also very hard because you want to do something. And there's really nothing you know that you did. No one really knows. And so... Just, you know, challenge after challenge after challenge. And my whole life shifted. My job shifted. I couldn't travel anymore as a travel blogger. And so I was really losing everything, really every single thing that I loved. I mean, my biggest love in life is freedom, you know, and that goes with travel. And I, the biggest thing I hate in life is restriction. And it, I feel like it was just such a test because I can't stand to be restricted. Like, that's why I created you know, this job for myself and it worked so hard to get there. And then all of a sudden, I felt like I didn't do anything wrong and it was all taken away overnight. And it was just such a challenge and tr- trying to find gratitude in that. Oh, I mean, it was difficult, let me tell you.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: so, um, you know, but I just I knew, I knew I had to come back to, you know, the things that I know and you know the lessons that we've, you know, learned over time and in the work that we do within. And I knew I had to keep coming back to that. And I knew I had to focus on the good and the wins and celebrate those little wins and find the gratitude. And, you know, so I went out and I knew I was gonna lose all my hair. So I went out and I dyed it pink and just had fun with it. And we did bucket list hair day, you know, like, I like did all these different hairstyles and braids and space buns and pink. And, you know, I just kind of did all the fun things I could possibly do with my hair before it was all going to go away and just had fun with it, you know? And then I, um, just, you know, I was, I started chemo and that was just, you know, the, the hardest thing. I think that's probably the hardest part of this whole thing. And you just, you're so sick and everything. And then, so I would have like a week where I was really, really sick and I was vomiting all day and sleeping for 18 hours and just feeling like, like death literally. And I was just like, Oh my God, I can't wait to just be able to get out of bed and walk in the sunshine, you know? So it just, even that, like I would get out of bed and I would walk with my dog in the sunshine and just feel the sun on my skin. And I could cry. (laughs) like I could get emotional and just thinking about it right now because just feeling so grateful for being able to go for a walk in the sunshine. Um, I just was like, thank you. Oh my gosh. You know, so every day that I would feel, um, good, I just would like live, (laughs) I would just focus on living and I would get dressed and I would put on my makeup and my red lipstick and my wig. And it was great because I would forget I had cancer and everybody else would forget I have a (laughs) cancer. So it was just, you know, it was magical. And like, and then I would go back to, you know, being at chemo, and I tried to make the best of it. I would make, I would wear purple wigs, and pink wigs, and blue wigs, and rainbow wigs, and
0: mermaid. I and, you know, I just one of my, yeah. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> I just really tried to constantly keep myself in a happy space because it's just so easy to get down, and once you go down, it's so hard to come back up. You just can't let yourself go down the hole. It's not good for your body. It's not good for your 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 cancer cells that you're going to feed them. You know what I mean? And so I really spent up to 45 minutes a day, you know, meditating and seeing myself happy and healed and whole and traveling again and walking in the sunshine and being free. And I really just focused on that. And one day um, when I was at my seventh round of chemo, I had 16 altogether. 16 rounds was my full prescription of just the chemo. And on my seventh round of chemo, um, I figured, you know, I was like, I don't know, I'm feeling lucky. It was lucky seven or whatever. And I felt lucky that day. And, um, so I had also gotten great news that day that, um, my, my tumor, they couldn't find it on the screen. They did an MRI just before this round and they couldn't find it. It was a two and a half centimeter tumor and it was gone and in only six rounds of chemo. Right. And so this is, you know, this is crazy because like a lot of people do chemo and it doesn't, you know, work. We know this, right? So I knew my mindset and like me asking myself every single day that, what it, what can I do today to keep myself happy and love myself and just be you know have grace and be gentle and all that and so that same day as well something funny happened it was like a great day in all these different ways and I was I went in my chair um, to get my chemo and there was in the chair there was a card from someone and I, I was like oh to the nurse I said someone forgot this you know here that someone's left this here and she goes oh no that's for you she she left it for the next person so I was like oh how nice like what a surprise and so I. I opened it up and I was like, okay, what is this? And it was amazing because it said something like, hey, I'm, you know, my name is Christina and I'm another, I'm, I'm a breast cancer thriver and I just had chemo in this chair and I wanted to send love to the next person who came after me. And, you know, so she's something like, um, you're so strong and just now everyone, or you've always been strong and now everyone else knows too. Right. And I just, oh, I just called because she had no idea. Like I had been living this online in front of hundreds of thousands of people following me. And, you know, it was just kind of crazy. I just let out my secret, you know, of like having cancer and all this stuff. And so I was so inspired by this one small act of just utter kindness and just, it was so small and random, but it just touched me in such a way that I wanted to give that to other people And so something that I started doing, I created like this movement called the love ripple. And so my next round of chemo was my eighth round. And so I brought eight cards to chemo and I wrote them out, you know, very similar message. Hey, I'm Camellia. I'm a breast cancer thriver. I'm, um, you know, basically I just had chemo in this chair before you and I wanted to send love to the next person. And, you know, you're, you're so strong. You've got this, I'm sending you love today and just all this stuff. Right. And so people started getting the cards and and they would come and find me because, you know, with HIPAA and privacy, you can't really. So I just was leaving them everywhere and they would come and find me and ask the nurse and they were like, Hey, are, hey, are you okay? okay with someone who got your card? I'm like, yeah, sure. So people came and just hugged me in tears. And it was just amazing to just share this little tiny gesture of love. right? And so I then started bringing little gifts and blankets and bath and body things and just fun little things to brighten people's day. And it just really took my pain off of myself, right? And so we talk about turning your pain into purpose, right? And so I was still in pain. I wasn't in less pain, but I think that it helped me to bring and to give and to have gratitude for you know, being able to provide that to someone else and things like that. Right. So I just felt that that was really powerful. And I I continued it every single day that I went to chemo from there on after till the end of my treatment and made connections and it was beautiful. And um, yeah, so I just, I really did all I could to just stay in gratitude and stay in a a place of of love and healing. And that's what I did and I'm healed.
0: And I love, you know, what I love about your story is that it didn't start with gratitude. I think some people feel sorry. I mean, at first you owned the fact that you were sad and that your life had completely changed and you grieved that you had to, you know, accept the feelings that weren't pretty. Right. And I think that a lot of times we don't do that. We're like, no, it's not okay that, you know, I'm grieving this loss or it's not okay that I have this anger or this fear or this sadness. And, and, but I, what I love about this is that you went through a period where you did just kind of really acknowledge that, yes, my life is. Really changed. And he, I, I kind of heard a little grieving period. And then you're like, now what? How am I going to respond to that? Right. And I think that's what we do. We mm-hmm. have to kind of, on a daily basis, all right, this is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling fearful. I'm feeling sad. Those are just feelings. Right. But I need to acknowledge them first. And then, and then now what? How do we respond to them? Um, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, otherwise you go down that rabbit hole, as you said. And I, and I think that a lot of us, I, I love the also part of your story where you talk about the loss of freedom. Because so many people are feeling that right now,
1: mm-hmm, right? I think absolutely.
0: so many people can relate to that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't traveling a new place every month, but my husband and I typically take a trip every fall and then every February around our anniversary. And we really live for that with our three kids like, in our work job life mm-hmm. to have that break away, um, to rejuvenate and man, I've missed it this fall. I've missed that time away to self-care, uh, because travel restrictions are what they are. Um, And my kids' needs are what they are in COVID. So it's definitely been harder to get away. And I imagine a lot of listeners are feeling that. There's that sense of this isn't what I wanted. This isn't what I asked for. And there's a little grief around that for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. I felt so similarly
1: whenever... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. When COVID first happened, I was... It was weird the day we're in California and the day that we went into lockdown is the day that I had my my cancer surgery to remove the tumor and everything and wow. or remove the sorry the space where the tumor was actually um just like you know the margins and everything and so that was the day and so um It was like again, I got hit. Right, I I was going into surgery and I couldn't have any visitors, and it it just happened the day that day. Right, so we weren't prepared for it. Now we're used to it, but at that time it was like it. You know, I went and I was planning to have visitors. I was planning to have my fiance stay with me, just like normal. You know, be with me in this time. And then literally the 24 hours, I think even 12 hours before the surgery, they called me and said I couldn't have any visitors. And I was just like, ugh, you know, just like when does it end? And it just felt like it went from hard to worse or, you know, hard to harder. And um just talk about feeling alone and no one understanding and all this. And then it was weird because I came out of surgery and I was there for a couple of days by myself. I couldn't have anybody visiting. And then I came out and I went home and I was just in lockdown and I thought, well, it'll be, you know, I'll recover for a couple weeks because I think that's what they had said, you know, like initially it'll be a couple weeks, we can do this and then it'll be gone. And I thought, oh, great, I'll just, you know, lay in bed and recover for a couple weeks and we'll come back out of this, right? And then we never really have fully, right? And so it's been, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like I've been in lockdown and quarantine for about you know, much longer than everybody else because I kind of was living this way with all the treatment and everything and so um I totally feel how everyone feels because it kind of happened to me earlier so when it did happen it still was awful but I felt weirdly prepared for it because I was had already been sort of already restricted, you know, in these other ways and it just became even more restriction. So it was kind of, you know, strange like that. And it was a lot of the same scenarios. I even made a post about it on Instagram, how I was like, you know, when I got diagnosed, um, I was worried about my job. I was worried about my immune system. I could no longer travel. Sound familiar? Yep. Sounds basically just like COVID, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just, there were so many similarities. And, um, I think also it's been a challenge, you know, for everybody listening, just for we're all, we're all having to deal with change and we didn't really do anything quote wrong. Do you know what I mean? And that's kind of how I felt as well. And then it's also difficult to, you know, for someone like me to come out and, you know, to, for travel to be sort of the light at the end of my tunnel, you know, once I got through treatment and then now it's kind of not there, you know what I mean? So it's just been, it's kind of been just one challenge after another, but I'm definitely just staying strong and continuing on to just try to Live in that moment, but there are times where I'm just like, enough already, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, enough already. I think we'd all echo that. You know, one thing I love about what you're saying too is that it is very common for us when difficult things happen in our lives to have to, to want to find something to blame. That's mm-hmm. the human mind, right? We've got to find some fault because it gives us a sense of control, right? If we can figure out mm-hmm. where the fault lies and place it there, then we can externalize it from ourselves and know that we're safe again. And I think one of the things that I love the most about your story is this concept of surrendering to love. Because I think that all of us, all of us, at some point in our lives, things get out of control enough that we have to realize that, um, you know, th- there, there is an energy or higher power or purpose in our lives, but we're not necessarily 100% in control of that, right? Mm-hmm. And so we can surrender to that love and that journey, or we can what I, I always tell people, we, or we can kick against the pricks, <laughs> we can fight against it, right? Exactly. And it seems like as we fight against that, those lessons just keep coming and they keep showing us that we can surrender to this love, we can surrender to this journey, you know, or, or we can fight against it. And um, I've helped clients in, I mean, as a trauma therapist, I help people through really difficult things in life, you know, de- death of spouses, mm-hmm. things that, why God, why, why me, right? These are very common questions. And sometimes the answers never come uh, to mm-hmm. those but what they're able to do is take that pain so that's kind of the last part of our podcast and really turn it into purpose mm-hmm. and then eventually eventually I find that why is the last question that's answered it's mm-hmm. interesting right you get the what you might get the how um, there's a lot of dropping you know like hints being dropped to you as you start to surrender to this like okay I'm with this I'm gonna go with the love I'm gonna go with the like you loved others in your story, right? You reached out to others. You found some purpose. Well, I may not be able to change cancer, but I can bring some light into that that hospital, right? Or to others. Yes. Um, but I think what's lovely is that I personally have watched you gain a lot of purpose out of this. And I'd love to, you to tell others, Like, mm-hmm. so you went through this difficult thing. What did it teach you? How did it help you grow?
1: Ah, oh, So many things. I mean, it really just you know, made me take a look at just everything about my life. I mean, I think a cancer diagnosis rips a filter off of your eyes that you could never put back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember just when I first got diagnosed and being in a train station, watching everyone running around anxious and mad and fighting and looking at their phone and just everyone's running around like you know annoyed with these little things or whatever and i'm just like people have no idea <laughs> you know and it was just like it all shifts it all changes you go from being that busy little aunt running around and and then to like everything stops everything pauses and all that matters is is life that's that's it right like life and love that's all that matters anymore And so, you know, then I just took a look at like, you know, you look at everything so differently. And then that's another part of life after cancer is like that who you were, there's the before cancer you, there's the during cancer you, and there's the after cancer you, and they are three different people. And the after cancer you continues to evolve in this other way that you never planned for. And your five-year plan is kind of all over the place. It's not the same as what you had planned, right? And so you're different and it's, it's very challenging to navigate. There's so much growth that comes and you want to ask yourself like what am I doing in the world? Like where is my what purpose am I living in? Am I connecting with that purpose in some way, shape or form, even if it's to give someone a card or a smile? Your purpose doesn't have to be you know, the cure for cancer or whatever, right? It doesn't have to be this grandiose thing. Your purpose can literally be to make someone smile with your day or something. You know what I mean? Just something that you're living in, in leaving a legacy and putting a ripple effect. That's why I called it the love ripple, right? Like putting a love ripple into the world. If you can do that daily, what greater purpose is that, right? It can be that small. And just really, for me, I always want to do things on such a grand scale. So it was like, how can I leave a legacy of, you know, something. So what, what do I want to give? And I think what I keep coming back to is empowerment. And so what I really am connected with, you know, is empowerment and freedom, as you know, and empowering people to show their voice online powerfully and stand in their power and live from their purpose and share their gifts. And like some of my clients are doing amazing things. Like they are helping women battle depression through natural, you know, modalities and connecting with, you know, whatever's up there for them, whether it's God or Jesus or spirit or source or universe, right, whatever that is. And so um, the fact that I'm able to have a hand in bringing that into the world and giving these women confidence to create this thing from nothing, from an idea in their head to bringing this into the world, and that's the legacy that I get to be a part of. And I feel so incredibly grateful. And it makes life just so much more meaningful whenever you get to be a part of these kinds of things that are really putting a ripple effect into the world that is going to last for generations.
0: No, oh, I love that, and I love that. I, I love that you. Um, you're about, uh, you know, what your legacy is going to be for others, or how to help. I think once we get into I mean, the highest consciousness, is love and service. And I do think that sometimes when we're, yeah, when we're in the mundane, it's about it's about us, right? It's about it's mm-hmm. kind of about our own ego or what you know. It's it's kind of that me, what about me? Place, mm-hmm. and it sounds like you got to that place of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's that ripple effect. What I love too is, I mean, I, I don't know, but I, I would have to say that it would probably make sense that when we put love out into the world, we tend to we tend to get back. Every culture has this, like, you reap what you sow, or the mm-hmm. ripple effect, or you know, every every religious source I know kind of talks about this concept of like that boomerang effect, right? And I'm so, I'm assuming mm-hmm. that just stepping into that energy, um, you're getting it back and you're putting it out there, and it's just this beautiful flow. So I'm so yeah. thankful for your journey and what you're sharing. I hope people will, will find you online. Can you tell us a little bit how to find you so people can learn more from you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on Instagram and my name is camellia.britton. It's K-A-M-E-L-I-A dot B-R-I-T-T-O-N. Um, that's where I'm at on Instagram
0: and my blog is hackerette.com. and you can find me there. Awesome. And I hope you guys will connect to her. I I just noticed that you had an article in in like a cancer magazine. Um, So for those of you who are fighting any battle and just her, her posts are very inspirational. I, I would recommend her to you in your fight with whatever, right? But I think that we're all trying to break free of something that's not of us and move into our purpose. And that's kind of the things that we do here at this podcast. So I appreciate your visiting with us today and we'll talk to everybody again soon.